Hi, I'm Nick. And I'm Mel. I grew up playing outside. And I grew up doing something meaningful, watching movies and TV. I never had cable, and we finally bought a VCR about the same time DVD players hit the market. Throughout our marriage, Mel has sadly missed many of my pop culture references and movie quotes. So it's time to catch up on all the films I missed. Well, hello there. Hello. Good evening, movie man. Good evening, Mrs. Movie? (laughs) Movie woman? Wonder movie woman? I I don't know how to respond to that. I'm sorry. Uh, You just did. That was fine. I did. I overly responded, which is quite common for me. Indeed. How you doing? I'm great. I'm I'm looking forward to whatever is happening. I, you know... Okay. Okay. We just made it through our Halloween movies, which I know are a little rough for you. So I am a kind and benevolent podcast ruler. And <laughs> I can't believe I just said that. And I wanted to treat you today. So I am going to treat you. Do oh, you know what we're watching? Oh, kind and benevolent <laughs> podcast leader. <laughs> you can't even say ruler, can you? <laughs> uh, I didn't know that's what you said. That's ruler. Okay. Thank you. Um, what shall we be watching today? We may, may it please your excellency. <laughs> my excellency. Yes. Uh, we are going to be watching a film that's a bit outside of our normal range. Okay. It's a film called Soylent Green. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Is that a real word? <laughs> Soylent? Yes. Soylent Green? Soylent Green. Not silent? Is it like a New Jersey thing? Yo, we got this green over here. It's too loud. We got to soil it. What? Forget about it. Got to make it like a turquoise. Is it from the 90s or the 80s? What is happening? I'm not answering that. I already gave you too many clues, which is just any clue. You didn't give me any clues. I told you it was outside of the range of what we normally watch. Usually I give you zero clues. And I also use the Jersey accent. You're right. Kind and benevolent (laughs) ruler. (laughs) Shame on me for demanding more. How dare you? Please accept apologies from me and my family. We are ever at your service. A thousand pardons (laughs) shall be granted to you, assuming you tell me what you know about this film. I know it's spelled wrong. (laughs) Soylent Green. I wish we were recording the look on your face right now. It's quite amazing. You look very puzzled. Is green the second word? Correct. It is not green Soylent. It is Soylent Green. Yes. Okay. Is it like that movie that... (laughs) Now you're making me the wonder Garden if I'm State. mispronouncing it. Gardens, the Garden State or, or Garden, Garden State? State? Yeah, yeah. Is it like that? Uh, yeah, it has Turk in it though it's instead about- of JD from Scrubs. <laughs> okay. No, it's not. It's okay. not like Garden State. <laughs> Although I kind of wish it was now. Wow. So you've never heard of this film? Is no. what I'm gathering. Nope. No idea who's in it. <laughs> Plot line, nothing, right? Uh. Zach Brown. Zach Brown. Okay. No, I- Who else is in it? <laughs> oh, let's just make some guesses. Is someone famous in it? Yes. Very famous. Yes. Oh. Um, you will immediately know at least one person in this movie. Um, okay. It's it's the guy. I'm just making a guess. Okay. I don't even know why I'm guessing. Yeah. Um, Morgan Freeman. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's That's not a horrible guess. Oh, okay. I'm thinking That's that because I was just looking at the list of movies and he's in a movie, uh, maybe this one, but he's in a movie I was looking at for the podcast recently. I yeah. have absolutely no idea anything no idea. about this movie. Okay. So 
Give me a tagline and a poster and we can go check it out. Oh my gosh. Um, I'm a demanding ruler now. <laughs> oh no. Is this going to be a golf movie? Because <laughs> like the green, isn't that what people call golf? something in golf? <laughs> Keep going. What is something in golf? Yes, there is. There's a lot of green things in golf. You play on grass and you do. The the hole is on the green, correct? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. yes. So this is, I'm going to guess this is another golf movie. It's a golf movie. Okay. Yep. And <laughs> okay. What do you think the struggle is going to be then if it's a golf movie? No, that's all I'm guessing. That's all you're guessing? Okay. <laughs> that's it. So the, the poster for this one would just be what? Like <laughs> the Caddyshack gopher? <laughs> it's, a, it's a lot of dirty shoes standing around. God, a whole Dirty <laughs> shoes standing Soil. <laughs> Like it's soiled. I okay. Don't, I don't understand. Okay. Shoes on a green is what we're going for. Can we just, can we go watch it so we can figure <laughs> this out? Yeah. Have you seen this movie before? I saw this movie. I, th- I'm 93% sure I've seen it. It was a long time ago though. So that's why I'm hesitating. I know okay. it's one of those where I can't, it's a very referenced movie. Really? Uh, yes. So. <laughs> I can't I can't tell if I remember just because it's so referenced and I've seen parodies and such of it or if I actually saw it. I'm pretty sure I saw it. I'll let you know once we see it again, though. OK, I cannot wait. Let's do this. Let's go check it out. What is the secret of Soylent Green? New York City in the year 2022. Nothing runs anymore. Nothing works. But the people are the same. And the people will do anything to get what they need. This is the police! What they need most is Soylent Green. The supply of Soylent Green has been exhausted. Detective Sergeant Thorne. He has a two-year backlog of unsolved murders. Now he's on a case that must be solved. Saul Roth, Thorne's private library. Hey, Saul. A living book in a world without books. Have some pencils. Courtesy of your next assignment. William R. Simonson. Simonson. He was the first to learn the secret of Soil and Green. They told me to, uh, to say that they were sorry, but that you had become unreliable. <laughs> Saul Roth was the next to know. How do we come to this? And he chose to die rather than reveal the secret of Soylent Green. What is the secret of Soylent Green? <clears throat> Why did you set up Simonson? I didn't. Sure. See your hands. Officially, she's furniture. She comes with the apartment. She belongs to the tenant. How many times you've been in trouble with the police, Cheryl? Never. Can't hear you. Never. Captain Hatcher. First, he wanted this case solved. Simonson. What do you say? It was an assassination. Now, he just wants it closed. Who bought you? High and hot. And they want this case closed permanently. Their way. Now, you sign this. You sign it. Dorn refuses to close the Simonson case. Just do what you have to do.
Where did you go with Simons? He took me to church. Church? Bless me, Father, for I have sinned. It has been six months since my last confession. Carlton Heston, Edward G. Robinson, Chuck Connors, Lee Taylor Young, Brock Peters, Paula Kelly, and Joseph Cotton fight for survival and try to solve the most bizarre riddle ever to face mankind. The search for the secret of Soylent Green. You will find out why Soylent Green means life. You will find out why Soylent Green means death. We've got to stop him! What is the secret of Silent Green? Please! What did you do, you maniacs? Wait, that's the wrong Charlton Heston movie. Charlton Heston, man. Yeah. He brought it. He always brings it. (laughs) This movie was so amazing. I cannot believe I've never heard of it before. I'm shocked you had neither, and I am... Very happy you got a chance to see it. Yeah, you said it was referenced a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I know some of those references, but I'm hoping you'll share yeah. some big ones. Oh, pressure's on. <laughs> um, yeah, so do you want to give us a quick summary before we get into it? Okay, it is. Spoilers, of course, because if you've never seen this movie, go see it. Go watch it. Yeah. Because it's great. But anyway, we're about to spoil it, so go ahead. Okay, so... It has everything that I love in a movie. It's set in a dystopian future. Check. Detective story. Check. Conspiracy. Check. Check. Um, what else do I love about this movie? Design and fashion. Check. Furniture. Futuristic furniture and fashion and design. Yes. Check. Um, futuristic computer or arcade game. Yes. Check. Okay, so... The summary. Remind me about that. Okay. Yeah, keep going. Oh, happily. Um, So we're in, it's the year 2022. 2022. (laughs) And the world is totally, totally polluted. Yeah, the world is overcrowded. It's polluted. Um, People are like sleeping in hallways in rundown apartment houses. Yes, yes. And Charlton Heston, he's a detective and he has an older gentleman that he lives with and he has to oh, he gets assigned to a murder and he has to figure out what's going on with this murder and it turns out that the murder is like an executive from Soylent or he has like some inside knowledge of this company yeah he's on the board or something yeah mm-hmm. they Soylent provides um or they sell these food tablets and it's like the main sustenance yeah. um in this futuristic world getting a hold of vegetables or beef is only for the elite and even then, it's very rare and hard to come by. So Soylent is the major food source for most people. Mm-hmm. And as he's, like, trying to solve this murder, um, he kind of gets deeper and deeper into, like, what's happening there. And he finds out at the end. Dun, dun, dun. That Soylent. Is Soylent kelp, as they say it is? It's not. It's made of people. It's made of people. And that's, like, his his final line as they're carrying him away. Yeah. And oh, it's so good. So good. The discovery, the uncovering of the clues mm-hmm. um, and what his friend goes through, his his roommate, yeah. um, everything. Oh, my gosh. OK, so there's your summary. It was really good. 
<laughs> yes, it is really good. Um, I am a huge fan. This is the 70s, okay? So it was outside of our normal boundaries. Yeah. But uh, this one echoed through the 80s, really. Up to today, like you still do see references. I don't have a ton of references, honestly. The first one I think of is I'm pretty sure the Simpsons have referenced it at least once, <laughs> if not like five times, because they've been on for 30 some years. So um, I've just, by that logic, Family Guy probably referenced it too. Just the concept. Uh, hello, there was one point in the movie too where you were like, oh, it's totally a Snowpiercer moment. I'm like, mm-hmm. no, Snowpiercer was a Soylent Green moment. Yeah, okay, so I'm I'm working backwards. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But when they were mm-hmm. like selling the, the, the little tablets of food mm-hmm. and they're cool looking, they're like little hard. Yeah, like, they're, yeah they're little biscuits almost. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, side so note. Lord of the Ring. No, they the remind me biscuits. of the fish biscuits from Lost. <laughs> but not as big and like a little thinner. Okay. But I'm also like I I, I want to taste everything, so I want to know what all these things like. Did taste you know like. Terry O'Quinn's in this movie too? Shut up. He's not. He's he's not. not. I'm just messing with you. Um. Thanks. Yeah. Or is he? Or maybe he was. He has a full head of hair in this one. <laughs> no, he's not in this movie. Where were we going with that? I don't know. The biscuits. They looked cool. And um. Yeah. Oh, it reminded me of Snowpiercer. Oh, right, right. Mm-hmm. And there's like that reveal mm-hmm. in Snowpiercer. There, there, there's just like gel, weird yeah. gel discs or yeah. whatever. But mm-hmm. it was made of bugs, and yeah. uh, that was a great reveal in that movie too. Mm-hmm. But also a lot like Snowpiercer also did that thing where you see like the huge difference between the haves and the have-nots. Oh yeah. So like you um, in this movie, like the difference between <laughs> Like where Charlton Heston is living mm-hmm. and what he has to deal with and how he gets food and water. Yeah. And then he goes to the apartment of this man who was murdered and everything that's there, the air conditioning, like he's just kind of yeah. relaxing in front of it, letting it blow his neck scarf, his neckerchief. Um, yeah. And like he just all of that is really it reminded me of that, too. The way that he... um enjoys all the luxury too he plays it really well yeah it's very amusing yeah and it really grounds you in the reality of like what 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 their world is supposed to be like like the people sleeping in the stairwells and like that was probably the one of the more grounding things too like to picture this it's like there were so many people sleeping on a stairwell just like any you know apartment stairwell that you literally couldn't walk Charlton yeah. Heston had to use his hands to like hold onto the rails and kind of dive over people. Yeah. And <clears throat> it was also like that outside in the like metal, like stairways, um, fire escapes, which was just wild. And oh my goodness, I always love watching movies that are like, the future's going to be like this, mm-hmm. you know? And the fact that it was 2022, uh, it's just, it's just pretty funny. Yeah. Think about what happened last year. That was last year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. There's, um, I mean, it's, it's interesting to think about too, cause it's taken so much momentum for culture and people to, uh, be alarmed by the environment and the pollution that's happening and all of that. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's always interesting seeing things like from the seventies, this is from like early seventies and they were already like, Oh yeah, the future is going to be bad. Like this pollution thing's going to get out of hand and it's going to be bad. And yet, 
time marched on and, nothing, you know, very little was occurring and just kind of blows your mind when you think about it. Yeah. The way the people are lined up in the, in the halls and outside, mm-hmm. it just makes them seem like animals. Yeah, totally. They're just kind of carted around. And there's a point where they're kind of scooped out of the way with these like heavy duty machineries, just yeah. like things. Just like a garbage truck. Yeah. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Instead of those little like bars they have to move the dumpsters, it just was a shovel. Right. Yeah. Um, I like designs in movies like this too. Like seeing what they, that they imagine the future is going to be like the video game you mentioned. That one um, was actually designed. It was called um, Computer Space. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I love it. And it was 1971 is when the game was made. And it was like one of the first coin operated video games. And it was made by the people designed by the guy who later founded Atari, which you may know. And, you know, he designed Pong. So this is like the Pong precursor. Okay, but what's really cool about this arcade game is Mm -hmm. that it's not like the boxy thing that you might be picturing. Yeah. It's like the sleek, it almost looks like it's from 2001 Space Odyssey Mm -hmm. because the the screen for it and everything housing it is like sleek and rounded. Yeah. It's super mod looking. And the fact that it was like, it was like an orange screen, I think, instead of, you know, the earlier, a lot of times they were white or green. So it being stylized to orange made it feel futuristic to me, it, just in the production value of that time. Mm. So anyway, that was an interesting fact, nerd fact for me. The uh, the riot gear I also found quite hilarious that they used. They were literally using like football helmets from the seventies for the riot gear when mm. they were getting, you know, when they're on riot gear duty. Right, because for some reason things aren't being produced. Yes, they like have. They to, used to be. I guess maybe materials. It could have been for all the people. Yeah, reusing, reduce, recycle, reuse. Yeah. Um, the way the movie begins mm-hmm. is f- amazing. Mm. It's this montage of oh yeah of history mm-hmm. and I being someone who's like never seen it before that was the coolest way to introduce you to the plot. It was like someone. Almost like if you're playing a record, someone put the needle like back in the past Mm -hmm. and then like just kind of sped you up to this future that you were in. Yeah. And like you were just all of a sudden there and the story started. Yeah, that was very uh, 70s. That's very 70s thing to do. Mm -hmm. Feels like, uh, you know, Hands Across America, like Woodstock, all these different like the trailers of how they would cut things together, you know, like visually. It's a very 70s aesthetic. And I really like your word for it. I don't know. No, it, it, I really like it. I like the convention. I like the gritty feel of 70s movies as well, which yes. you completely get in this one. Yeah. Which makes a lot of sense too, because I think it was like 40 million people is supposed to be the number of people in New York City, which is just crazy to think about. That's right. It was New York City. It's so crowded and dark and gritty that I didn't even really get a sense of mm-hmm. the city that it was in. It was just in a city to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Did you know, did you recognize the older actor, by the way? Um, I did some research. I No, I didn't. Mm, okay. <laughs> I had to look him up. Okay. You want to tell us more about him with your research or do you not remember? Okay. There's this other little movie that he mm-hmm. did with Charlton Heston, The Ten Commandments. Yeah. He was in that. I don't know who he played, though. Mm, okay. I think he was one of the wizards, if I remember right. But I don't. The magicians, you know, that Moses oh. kind of squares off. Say, wait a second. Magicians, wizards, wizards whatever. Uh, I think he was one of them, but I, I can't remember solidly. So don't quote me on that. 
he is just, uh, first off, we're talking about, <clears throat> excuse me, Edward G. Robinson. And when I think of Edward G. Robinson, I think of like Al Capone, like hmm. gangster, like 1940s gangster characters. Hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, which is a different, it's, it's a different actor too, but there's two primary actors I think of when I think of like mafia, like gang movies. And he's one of them, like his picture. I'm going to show you a picture of him right here. That's him from when his younger days. Wait, we've done this before. Have we seen him in another movie and you've shown me this picture? This is all eerily familiar. He's literally, I mean, he's literally an archetypal gangster type character. So you've probably seen him in that capacity. Okay. Well, I don't think in the context of the podcast, you mean, I don't think we've done it. I think we have. Don't mess with me right now. <laughs> is it the year 2022? <laughs> What's happening? Is he in Wait, that? Wait, what did you just feed me for lunch? <laughs> I don't know. I got it from this new um, biotech. Oh, <laughs> wait a minute. Company. Where does tofu come from? You've never told me. <laughs> no one knows. And it has no flavor. <laughs> Impossible to know. Uh, he, um, the crazy thing about him, though, is during this movie, he was literally like dying. Like they knew he was did not have long to live. I know. And he was, you know, deaf pretty much. So a lot of the scenes, he like he they would have to shoot him over and over and over because so he could get the rhythm of what other people's lines were going to be because oh. he couldn't hear them. And when the director would yell cut, you know, that he couldn't hear that. And people he could hear a little if you spoke like directly into his ear, but you had to be like really close, which just that makes me want to watch it again. For the record, I had not seen this movie. I confirmed oh. it by by when I was watching. I was like. Nope, there is tons of this I have no context around. Wow. So either A, I saw the beginning and fell asleep and woke <laughs> up at the end, which could have happened. Or I just knew it contextually from the cultural references, which is probably more true. So there's his story. What was his name again? Edward G. Robinson. Okay. So um, he, in his character in the movie, mm -hmm. decides that he's done with life. Yeah. And he goes to like this place, he's welcomed inside and he answers a few questions and you realize like as it's kind of as he's going further into this building that he's there to die. Yeah. And it's like this facility where for free you can go any time of the day or night mm -hmm. and you can have your last moments on earth and then they they euthanize you or what's the word for they give, it? Yeah, it's euthanized. They oh. give you... um a wine or something and then you sit there and you just kind of watch this beautiful it's kind of like a baby IMAX like like immersive IMAX yeah yeah well I don't know just knowing that he was dying during that scene it makes me want to watch it again like know, right? it's so yeah it's so tragic and sad and also I don't know just that he would do that and act that with his last hmm. days on earth he died really shortly after the movie Wrapped. It, yeah, it was like he died four months before it released. So I don't remember when it wrapped, but it was very shortly after. Mm -hmm. Charlton Heston, though, you know, knew and he would actually um, get him different like gifts and things like that. Like he would get like uh, different cheeses from around the world for like each day he was on set to try and like kind of like, you know, give him different nice things, mm -hmm. which is really sweet. Yeah. Yeah, wines and cheeses. That was it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so. That's towards the end of the movie. The whole movie is just really f phenomenal. It 
it does one it does one of the best things that science fiction can do in movies where it, it gets you to like pause and think about the now and like kind of like appreciate what you have and imagine what the future could be mm-hmm. and that helps you reflect on today and potentially make different choices or or try to affect different kinds of change and just be grounded in like the now you know so if you were living in that world, mm-hmm. would you want to be in the elite higher ups or would you rather kind of like tough it out with the other people, wow. your fellow man? <laughs> <laughs> that kind of feels like a no brainer. It, uh, I would like to be an ignorant elite. <laughs> Please. I don't know if that's possible. It doesn't seem like it. I don't know. The guy who the guy who replaced uh, the, the board guy who, who came through. Uh, in the apartments, because the apartments were like these guarded areas and there was a queue to get in and everything. Mm-hmm. The one who replaced the guy who got murdered, he seemed pretty like, he didn't seem like a nice guy, but he didn't seem like, I don't know, maybe that was just me projecting onto him. But yeah. What do you think? I would tough it out with my fellow man. Oof. I don't want to be a part of the the problem, <laughs> the establishment. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> I mean, honestly, my first thought that went through my mind was a third option, which was I would just want to be in the middle of nowhere doing my own thing (laughs) away from 40 million people. Oh, I know. I'd want to be in the library society. There was like this little band of older people who were kind of in charge of knowledge and they didn't want to let knowledge die. Mm -hmm. And so they were kind of like researchers and librarians. Mm -hmm. I think that's my niche. I think that would actually fit you quite well. (laughs) I would agree with that. What was any, uh, what was some of the technology they imagined in here that like resonated with you or you thought was cool or had questions or horrifying or anything, Um, any of it? I think what was cool, one of the things that was cool is that they didn't overdo the technology. Mm -hmm. Um, Was it in Omega Man? We were kind of like, all right, that's a little too much. Um, I don't know. Sometimes oh. it might not have been Omega Man. It wasn't sometimes... Omega Man because that was about, you know, vampire zombies and it was just like Earth had frozen technologically. I'm saying the wrong one. It's the Arnold Schwarzenegger um, where he oh, <laughs> oh, Total Recall? Yeah, Total Recall. Okay. So I think it was that one where we were kind of like, eh, they've kind of mm. overreached on the technology. Mm-hmm. This was a little simpler. Okay. It had like, you know, doors that kind of swoosh open when you wave your hand. <laughs> you could almost Sensor. feel the the, uh, the prop guys in the walls pulling them too. <laughs> um, and I think it was more like the way they reimagined society that gave it the futuristic and mm-hmm. like the look, but it wasn't so much about the technology. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the place where you could go to have your your death mm-hmm. reminded me of the giver actually that that's a book by lois lowry and like yeah kind of a futuristic society and there's a similar a movie element too. there yes, yes it is mm-hmm. yeah okay the um sorry now i'm thinking about the giver movie which they do this really cool convention with color in the film yeah but yeah anyway um what do you did you like this more than the omega man which is the other Charlton Heston movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. Okay. I did. The Omega Man, you know, those stories are fun, but when you're the only person, mm-hmm. um, I like this 
I like the detective aspect of this and like finding out what's going on and uncovering yeah. way more. Oh, that was the other thing I was, it reminded me of sure. um, the expanse mm-hmm. futuristic mm-hmm. detective story. That's how it starts anyway. Okay. So yeah. that was another like homage that I wanted to point out there. He also had a funny hat. He did. As well. And so does the guy in the expanse. <laughs> he has a hat too. Yeah. That everybody's kind of like, why are you wearing that hat? I know, but he won't give it up. No, he won't. It's his thing. It's totally his thing. So Charlton Heston's face. What about it? But it's very unusual. It's like classic. It has the, he has this like debonair sort of look to him. I think by classic, you mean like Roman-esque. Like you could see him carved into marble. Sure. Yeah. Or like him playing like a Greek god, like makes sense because of the way. Are you messing with me right now? Not. You don't remember? What? That he was in a movie like that? Do you remember when we watched Clash of the Titans? Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you know who Zeus was in Clash of the Titans? Was it, was it him? <laughs> I thought you I were thought messing so. with me. No, I'm not I'm not trying to mess with you. Okay. It's just I'm trying to explain like he just has this look that's unusual. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does. Although you and I talk about this a lot when we watch older films. People looked different. Mm-hmm. And I mean He's of a generation, I think he's two generations above us. So uh, it could just be that factor too, you know? He uh, he is widely considered to be handsome. I think that's that's fairly uh, well-established, at least for his day. Um, <laughs> yes, beauty standards shift and all that fun stuff. But, I don't know if I yeah. find him handsome. Well, I don't know if I find him handsome in this movie. Well, I did say for his day. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm also challenged... I. I'm trying to think of a person who's ever worn what are those ascots that he was wearing little around his neck, his scarf little neck scarf. Neck. He can totally wear one of those. He can, and but it works. It doesn't. Uh, it's hard to be handsome wearing one of those. I think <laughs> maybe that's it. Maybe it's like the incongruence of like the, that because that's when I noticed it when he was wearing the scarf. Mm-hmm. When I was like, "Huh, this is something." He's just unusual looking. Yeah. Anyway, this was really this was good. What other questions do you have? Well. Did you have a favorite part of the movie? You kind of like glanced over some, but were there any others that you really wanted to bring up or talk about? Um, the 33-minute intro was awesome. I already mm-hmm. said that. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the ways they showed like the world being futuristic and not um, just with less compassion mm-hmm. is in the apartment of the man who was murdered, mm-hmm. a woman just comes with the apartment. Oh, yeah. The furniture. They right. call them the furniture. Yeah. Yes. And so, you know, she, she just stays there and she yeah. is, a, is, is a part of the apartment. And so that I, I don't I don't like that. But that was sure. a really clever way to, like, show this, like, again, mm-hmm. dystopian future. You know, what's interesting about that, like culturally, like when it was made, you know, mm-hmm. is I don't think it would have even occurred to them when they were making the movie to be like, what's the equivalent if there's a female board member? Is there a male fur- piece of furniture? You know what I mean? I don't even think that would have occurred to them to write it in. The 70s. Yeah, exactly. What about you? Did you have a favorite part? I like the food scene when they're eating the food, which... yes. Um, Again, it's the whole like being grounded in the now and appreciating what you have and the abundance we have now, you know. And But anyway, like the, seeing them respond to when they just pull the meat out to like look at it in their eyes and they just go crazy. And 
Uh, and then they end up making, for me, I'm like, they have meat. They should like just grill it or fry it and mm-hmm. then just enjoy the flavor of the meat. But then they ended up making like a stew or something like that, I think. Yeah. Which yeah. I was like, what? But anyway, <laughs> uh, I really like the interaction they had there. Um, and just his relationship, the relationship between those two characters was really cool to see too. Yeah. Charlton Heston and. Yes. Edward G. Robinson. Thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So their relationship yeah. was awesome. Yeah. But the weird thing is, is like Edward G. Robinson, I can't remember the term they call it, but it was like he was um, he was the researcher or the computer, basically. Like Charlton Heston would give him information and be like, I need to know about X, Y, Z. And he would like, okay. And he had like a little library of books he would go through. Yeah. So thinking about the structure of how the cops work too was really interesting. They like, there was a hierarchy of them. Like if you were a cop, it was like, you do not mess with cops. You're just killed if you mess with cops, stuff like that. Mm. So it was kind of like this, they were, the cops were walking this line of being protectors, but also like mildly to really corrupt it was like this really weird line and that actually just flavored the story even more because charlton heston was kind of this slightly corrupt cop yeah but he was the good guy of the movie so like contextually for everything that's happening in the movie he's still the good guy given the environment he's in yeah so when you talked about the food scene the reason they had all this amazing food instead mm-hmm. of their normal soylent rations yeah. Is because he, when he went to investigate the crime scene, <laughs> yeah. he totally just like took, he, he raided it. the fridge. Yeah. Um, he raided their liquor. He brought home a bar of soap. That and was, he was yes. fascinated with yes. it. All through the th- movie, he kept picking it up and just smelling it. Mm-hmm. Like just the, that was re- all of those little nuances made it really beautiful and compelling. Totally. He stole the towel too. Yeah. From the bathroom. And then when, when he wanted to leave the apartment that one time and the, I don't remember, the furniture, I don't remember her name, the woman, um, she she was trying to get him to stay and she's like, but there's a shower. And he, he had said no to all these other things, her advances, her romantic advances. He's like, no, what? A, no, I got to go. I got a job to do. But then her magic words were, you can shower as long yes. as you like. And then he was like, well, all right. And then he was in. Oh. Cheryl, Cheryl, it was Cheryl. Uh, okay, so if you you already answered this one, you would be the Library Society. So that's the character you'd be if you were in this movie. What would your dystopian future? This was uh, thir- forty years in the future. What's your forty years dystopian future picture movie look like? Whoa, it's forty years into the future. Yeah, I won't say how old I will be, but I I know. <laughs> um, hmm. I think okay so our tech, our our world right now is moving towards driverless cars and AI mm-hmm. which by the way mm-hmm. when I was just kind of watching a YouTube video about the making of this movie mm-hmm. one of the commercials that came on <laughs> was so creepy okay it was a lot of people don't like to have AI when they go to the doctor but AI is actually extremely good at diagnosing things that doctors might miss Mm -hmm. so embrace ai at your doctor's office that was the commercial that was for real and i was like it's not it's not wrong so i think in our (laughs) dystopian future ai is going to play a huge role um okay as and also Hmm. weather weather issues global weirding Okay. Is going to make things extreme and also um, lots to look forward to. Yeah. Um, food shortages, absolutely, because of the global weirding I mentioned. Mm-hmm. And wait, there's one more thing. 
Uh, oh, driverless cars. Eh, once I say the other two things, it doesn't seem as threatening. I was going to say, the car, driverless cars <laughs> seems not that bad. I know, comparison. I know. I'm just trying to like think of technology, though. Yeah. That would be, yeah. My dystopian future? Go for it. Everyone will live on the moon. <laughs> and the only food that will be there available to eat is Twinkies from the 1970s NASA missions. Yikes. Yeah. I do not want that future. Yeah. I don't want... It's a dystopian future, so that's mine. When's the last time you ate a Twinkie? Do you remember what they taste like? Vaguely. I think... I think... What movie is that where they talk about a Twinkie? Oh, it's Zombieland. I think... <laughs> I think my memory of what a Twinkie tastes like is based off of that movie now, because it's been so long since I've had a Twinkie. Oh my gosh. Because Woody Harrelson, like, describes the flavor of it and the moistness and all this other stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. Back to the dystopian future that we mm-hmm. have to look forward to. Um, yeah. I also I wanted to add something, but now I don't remember what And you were just like, I need to have all the doom, all the gloom. <laughs> I think in my dystopian future, actually, there's going to be magic. Ooh. That's what the people on Earth are doing. The moon people have the Twinkies, and then the people on Earth have magic. Okay. Yeah. Well, I've totally forgotten why I want, what I wanted to add, so we'll go with that. Back to this movie, though. Yes. What, if any, messages do you think were in this film? Oh, my gosh. There's several. I mean, that the movie is an, a, a rolling message. It really is. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, you have to... I don't even know where to start. Um, do you want to go first? Do your research. <laughs> Sorry, that was my one for the horror movies. I know. But it really is this, too. No, it's like... like first of all people are precious and um if you let people in power have too much power Mm -hmm. um then they will they things terrible things may happen Mm -hmm. um also our planet is precious Mm -hmm. and we have to take care of that there's so many messages about that but to me what i mean because we're already dealing with like climate things in our real world like what stood out to me was like just the power of the the elite and the rich Mm -hmm. um and and what they were doing yeah um i mean they were like keeping people alive and treating them like animals Mm -hmm. and feeding them themselves Mm -hmm. and yet still feeding them their the elite were still getting the good stuff Mm -hmm. um it's just abhorrent like so that's that's what stood out to me do you want to add on to that all life is precious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's go get some Twinkies. Let's go get some Twinkies. That's a wrap. That's a wrap.